0: Good morning everyone, this is podcast 38. My name is Stuart Sadler and I'm one of the curates here at Holy Trinity Claygate. Well as some of you will have just worked out by watching that time-lapse film, I've just cycled from my home in Foley Road up to Winnie Hill near Chessington. And that's where I am now, overlooking London, some 15 miles northeast of here, and I just thought it would be a wonderful place to do our podcast this morning. Well our reading today comes from Psalm 65 and David starts his psalm this song of praise reflecting on who God is and how much he blesses us and rescues us for David some thousand years before Jesus God's presence and his rescue would have been centered all around the temple Zion the holy temple on that hill at the center of Jerusalem God's presence in the Holy of Holies and his rescue through the animal sacrifices that could only be made there. Animal sacrifices made to pay the price for the people's sin. Well this morning we're going to look at just the first two verses of this psalm, Psalm 65. In these two verses, David reminds himself and us who God is And who we are and what his rescue plan is for us. Verse 1. Praise is due to you O God in Zion. To you that answer prayer shall vows be paid. So David acknowledges right at the very start that praise is due to God as he comes to meet with God in praise and prayer. Remember a few months ago back in church when we looked at worship, and we studied that as a theme for a while. well, remember what worship means. It comes from worthy and ship. Ship meaning state of. So through worship, we are reminding ourselves and praising him because he is worthy. He is worthy ship. God is perfect and worthy and amazing and is worthy of all our praises. And also, he is a God who's worthy because he listens and answers prayers. Not always how and when we might think. He knows so much better than we do. So, with God's amazing holiness and worthiness still on our minds, we move to verse 2. And we move to consider ourselves, where David writes, To you shall all flesh come to confess their sins. When we compare ourselves with God, we know that we fail Him and, turn, and so often turn away from Him. And yet, God does not leave us in that state. He loves us so much that in the second part of this verse 2, David writes, When our misdeeds prevail upon us, you will purge them away. Now David would have been thinking about how God purged sin in his day. The continual bringing of animals to be sacrificed as payment for our sins. Now this would have happened only at the temple. Most often Jews would have assembled at the synagogues, not at the temple. C.S. Lewis wrote in his wonderful book, Reflections on the Psalms, about this difference between synagogue and temple. When I read the Bible as a boy, I got the idea that the Temple of Jerusalem was related to the local synagogues, very much as the great cathedral is related to the parish churches in a Christian country. In reality, there is no such parallel. What happened in the synagogues was quite unlike what happened in the temple. The synagogues were meeting houses where the law was read and where an address might be given, often by some distinguished visitor. The temple was the place of sacrifice, the place where the essential worship of Jehovah was enacted. Every parish, church is a descendant of both. By its sermons and lessons, it shows its ancestry in the synagogue but because of the Eucharist is celebrated and all other sacraments administered in it, it is like the temple. It is a place where the adoration of the deity can be fully enacted. Judaism without the temple was mutilated, deprived of its central operation. Any church, barn, sick room, or field, or can I add home, can be a Christian temple. So we don't need animal sacrifices. We have the Eucharist, Holy Communion. We have Jesus. Jesus paid once and for all the great sacrifice. Now one thing I really miss from us not being able to gather together at church is that we haven't celebrated Holy Communion together for so long. This act of remembrance when we celebrate what happened on a hill just outside of Jerusalem On Calvary, when Jesus freely gave his life, that we could be made free ourselves when all our sins are purged once and for all. I'd like to pray with you one of the prayers we use in our Holy Communion service. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks and praise through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, your living Word, through whom you have created all things, who was sent by you in your great goodness to be our Saviour. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he took flesh. As your Son, born of the Blessed Virgin, he lived on earth and went about among us. He opened wide his arms for us on the cross. He put an end to death by dying for us and revealing the resurrection by rising to new life. So he fulfilled your will, and won for you, a holy people. Amen. Even though we can't physically gather in church, we can gather together in prayer and using technology like this to remember Jesus and his amazing gift of himself and be grateful. So let's remember that through him, we are his holy people as we go out into the world to love and serve the Lord today. Have a blessed day.